Psalm 56 for the director of music to the tune A Dove of Distant Oaks of David a Mictam when the Philistines had seized him in Gath. Be merciful to me, my God, for my enemies are hot in pursuit. All day long they press their attack. My adversaries pursue me all day long. In their pride many are attacking me. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? All day long they twist my words, all their schemes are for my ruin. They conspire, they lurk, they watch my steps, hoping to take my life. Because of their wickedness, do not let them escape. In your anger, God, bring the nations down. Record my misery. List my tears on your scroll. Are they not in your record? Then my enemies will turn back when I call for help. By this I will know that God is for me. In God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise. In God I trust and am not afraid. What can man do to me? I am under vows to you, my God. I will present my thank offerings to you, for you have delivered me from death and my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. So this Psalm 56, it said in the title, it said it was, you know, to this tune, Silent Dove in Distant Lands. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to know how that tune goes. It says, but it was written at a time when the Philistines seized him in Gath. Uh, it may not have been written, you know, some of these Psalms may not have been written right when the things happened, but they're written about those things. So, you know, sometimes I, my personal understanding is that some of the events, um, you know, he, the song's written about those moments rather than in those moments, but it could have been in those moments. So it says here, in the title, that it was when the Philistines seized him in Gath. Now, the Philistines were the enemies of Israel. We don't have any stories in the Bible where the Philistines seized David. We do have a story where David's in Gath, and you know, David went to King Ashish, the king of Gath, and um, he realized when he was there that he was a that you know they wanted to kill him, so he was afraid, and he. Uh, pretended to be mad and dribbled down his beard and the king let him go. <laughs> we talked about that in Samuel, in, uh, in 1 Samuel, and uh, the whole thing of pretending to be mad was uh, there was an interesting aspect to that where they didn't want to kill mad people for various reasons and all of that was interesting, but we don't get any sense of it that, he was, that David was seized by the Philistines. But this psalm, some people have said, oh, the psalm is wrong, you know, it's a mistake, the title should never have been added. But I think what's really obvious is there's lots of things that happened in David's life. We don't know what they all are. We only know what some of them are. And clearly there was a moment when he was seized by Philistines in Gath. It's probably the same time that he did the madman thing. So, you know, but we're just guessing about that. We don't know. But the fact is there was a point in his life where his enemy seized him got a hold of him, and he was terrified. And we've got this psalm right here. And uh, <laughs> so 
as you go through the psalm, you imagine yourself in a moment where you've, your enemies have gotten a hold of you. They can do anything to you that they want, in theory, except that they can't. Because um, if you're in the Lord's hands, as David was, and, and you trust in the Lord, as David did, then verse 4 kicks in. <laughs> I will not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? Or... I think I may have accidentally read to you the NIV version. We're, we're going through the Bible in the web version, and I think I might have just read you the wrong one. But um, generally, we're always reading the web version. We're allowed to get away with a, a little bit of uh, a copyrighted text, like 10% or so. But um, we're reading the, you know, the web as a rule, because it's copyright free. In the web, it says, what can flesh do to me? I think in the one we just read, it said, what can mere mortals do to me? Now, you might say to yourself, they can do a fair bit. <laughs> you know, if your enemy gets a hold of you, they can, you know, torture you. They can make your name mud. They can uh, make videos of you and force you to say things that you're not thinking and then play those videos. Or they can, you know, kill you. Or they can kill you in the slowest, most inhumane possible way. They can do a lot of things to you. But David says, I won't be afraid. What can mere mortals or what can people do to me? And the implication of that question is they can't do anything to me. Um, but the fact is they could. But David's, David's looking at this thing, at this situation in a whole other way. He's, that's one of the cool things about David that I've noticed is that David looks at things that are, the things that are truly real, not the things that are just real. So things like... Um, food and drink and clothing and life and, and all of these things are real, the things we experience day to day as people, they're real, no doubt about it, but they're just real. But there are things that are truly real, which we often think of them as less real, but they're more real. So things like Jesus saying, for example, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Now, we know you need to eat to live, so we think of that as real. But Jesus is saying man shall not live by bread alone. So Jesus is talking about life. He's talking about something that's true reality. There's a type of life that's ultimately real. The life that we live in our bodies is, is just real. Like, it is real, but it's just real. But there's an ultimate real that we don't get. And we always think that all these biblical things are like metaphorical because we, we think that only things that are tangible are real. But no, the true realities are non-tangible. And the reason why we have physical things is that if we didn't, we wouldn't understand the things that are actually more real. So David's saying here, I'm not going to be afraid because they can't do anything to me. He's not talking about just what's real, like sure, they can get a hold of him and chop a leg off and that would be painful. But no, ultimately, they can't touch him. <laughs> and that's where his thinking is at. He's thinking, I've got nothing to be afraid of. And if we are at that level in our mind and in our walk with the Lord and in our heart and our relationship with him, this world cannot touch us. Um, but if we live at just the level of this world's reality, there's plenty of things to be afraid of. It's interesting here, at the very first verse, David says, Be merciful to me, God, for man, that's people, want to swallow me up. All day long he attacks and oppresses me. 
So David's at this position where the Philistines have captured him, but his first words of this psalm are a prayer saying to God, be merciful to me. Now, you would think that if your enemy has captured you, you would plead for mercy to the enemy, you know, like you'd be on your knees saying, please spare my life. Don't chop my head off. You know, don't bereave my mother. All the things you might say to try to make them feel bad and not kill you. And yet David prays to the Lord and says, Lord, be merciful to me. See, that's what I said. He's living at a whole nother level of reality. And if we would come into that level of reality, our faith and our walk with the Lord would just be deeper. I've found this nowhere near to the extent that Jesus would have experienced this. But Jesus was always talking about things and nobody got him. <laughs> and uh, I've just found that to happen in my case a little bit of the time, not so much. But the more I've thought about this type of thing, about the true reality versus what's just real to us, the more I realize we, we live such superficial lives. Um, David says in verse 8, he says, talking to the Lord, he says, you count my wanderings and you put my tears into your container. Aren't they written in your book? So David's going through fear and worry and he's obviously crying out to the Lord in prayer with tears, saying, Lord, have mercy upon me. Save me. Deliver me from this situation. And he says that the Lord knows every tear and the Lord has written down everything, all his prayers, all his tears are written in a book. This verse um, has been a huge encouragement to many, many people. There's a lot of people that go through difficult situations in life and there's a lot of tears get shed. Some of those tears get shed out of grief because people have lost loved ones or, or situations have gone bad or maybe their children have turned away from the faith and they're worried. So there are a lot of tears that are shed in grief, you know, in sorrow. The Lord counts every tear. That's what this psalm tells us. But then there are a lot of tears shed in you know, pleading to the Lord for mercy. Sometimes it's because we've done the wrong thing and we need his forgiveness. Other times it's because we're just being treated unfairly. Um, but the Lord counts those tears too. In verse 14, David says to the Lord, you have delivered my soul from death. You've prevented my feet from falling that I may walk before God in the light of the living. When David was in that situation, he probably couldn't have said this because it hadn't happened yet, except praying something through and seeing what the Lord would do. It was real to him. So he's not saying it because it had necessarily actually happened yet. The Lord necessarily hadn't actually delivered him yet. And I'm saying actually like in the sense of time. And this is the difference between what I was saying before about things that are just real and things that are truly real. Um, Sometimes when we pray something through, we're on our knees before the Lord and we come to that place where we feel like God has heard my prayer, in the terms of the timeline of our life, nothing may have changed. So you would say it, hasn't, it actually hasn't happened. But in God's point of view, from ultimate reality, it's happened. It, God has spoken. He sees in your timeline the moment that he will put it in and he knows the best moment to put it in and he will do it in the way that brings glory to God and it'll be a complete answer to your prayer. It's from God's perspective, it's happened. And David 
knows that and he's saying, you have delivered my soul from death. He's still a captive of the Philistines. He's still been seized. He's still, in theory, in danger of his life. But no, he's been delivered. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. And um, when we come to see these things, we just have so much more faith. It's the best thing ever. Lord, I want to thank you for your kindness and your goodness to us. Thank you for these psalms. And I thank you that we don't have to be afraid, that there's nothing that people could do to us. We cannot be taken out of the hand of the Lord. And I thank you that your grip on us is so secure. So bless your name and may we be strengthened. May our eyes be open to see these things. In Jesus' name, amen.